This is Larry Weissin, and you're listening to Outdoor Adventures with Jason. Welcome to Outdoor Adventures with Jason. Each week, I bring the world of hunting, fishing, and conservation to you. From the great hunting and fishing opportunities found in the Americas to the dream safaris located on the dark continent beyond. I'll introduce you to those who are already out in the field living every outdoor enthusiast's dream, as well as outfitters and gear manufacturers that can make those dreams your reality. Welcome to this week's episode of Outdoor Adventures with Jason. Today I've got a fantastic guest on. I've got Nikita Dalkey, and she is a hunter out of British Columbia up in Canada, has competed in the 2015 Extreme Huntress Contest. I don't want to talk a lot about that. I want to I want to have her actually tell us the background of the story into it because it's really pretty cool. Nikita, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. Well, great. So I know it's winter up there in British Columbia. Uh, how's your hunting season going for the 2016-2017 year? Uh, it went very well. Uh, right now, there's the only thing that's open are wolves, coyotes, and then cougars. So, but I would be out chasing wolves and coyotes, but I hurt my back at the beginning of January. So that kind of cut my season short. So I've been doing some ice fishing instead. <laughs> oh, that's not a bad conciliatory prize either. No. <laughs> so tell me a little bit about your background, Nikita. You've been involved in hunting and fishing most of your life, have you not? Yes, I have. Um I grew up with a family of hunters and anglers. Um, my parents didn't directly hunt, but my dad was an avid fisher. He loves fishing. Um, my grandparents were hunters, and they loved fishing as well. Um, so I got to go out do some hunting with my nana when I was little, and when they get an elk or whatever, it was like a big, I guess, like a big celebration, whatever. we go over and help skin it, process it, and do all that stuff. So I grew up around it. Um, I didn't start hunting until I met my husband in 2005, but I've been fishing my whole life. Well, very neat. So uh, fishing, uh, I'm sorry, was most of your hunting done, uh, well, well, most of your fishing was probably done up in the British Columbia area, correct? Yeah. Now, have where has most of your hunting been done? In BC as well. Oh, fantastic. There's uh, so many species to take there. What have you been lucky enough to harvest? Uh, so far, I've been lucky enough to get a, I've got white-tailed deer, of course, um, elk, black bear, mountain goat, um, um, <laughs> black bear, mountain goat, white-tail, um, bobcat, cougar, and I think that is it that I can think of that I've gotten under my belt so far. So no wolf yet? No wolf yet. Um, my husband got a wolf, and I was with him this year, but I haven't, I have yet to get a wolf. They're very, they're very difficult to hunt, so. Do you bait them? Do you go on a trap line? What's, what's the way you hunt them? Um, for us, we howl them in, um, or we'll use, try to use a game caller. The one that we got this year, Actually, we just we were deer hunting, and we just stumbled upon him. He was laying down in a clear cut. We drove up through the clear cut, and my husband stopped, and he's looking over. He's like, that, that looks really weird. And all of a sudden, it stood up, and he I didn't know what he was looking at. And he's scrambling around the truck trying to find his gun, find his clip, find, like, find all his stuff. I'm like, what are you doing? He's like, it's a wolf. It's a wolf. And he's trying to 
scramble out of the truck so you can shoot this wolf. That's very rare for around here. Like, they're very elusive, so. But, yeah, usually it's calling them in one way or another. Um, we don't have a trap line. I wish we did. Uh, in BC, you have to lease property to do trapping unless you have private property. Then you can do it, and you also have to be a licensed trapper. So yeah. it does cost money. I was going to say, they've got a few barriers up to get before you can get going. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's not like we can just go buy some traps and go out on property or crown land and set them up. We have to go through some hoops. Let's jump over to that mountain goat for a minute. As a resident of British Columbia, is that an over-the-counter tag? Is it a drawing you have to put into? It depends on the management unit you want to hunt. Most of the management units in our region are a limited entry tag, so it's a draw system. One, the mountain goat that I got this year, uh, he was out of an open area, so it's just an over-the-counter tag. Wow, that's pretty neat. And is that for residents only, or could somebody from the states head up and, and do that over the counter? Just for residents. BC's got some pretty strict laws when it comes to people out of province hunting, even Canadians, other Canadians. Like, we've taken out some friends from Alberta, from Mountain Goat, and we have to actually put in for a permit to a company, and it has to be approved, and it costs them quite a bit of money as well. So they don't make it easy, and then anybody outside of Canada has to go through uh, a licensed outfitter okay so then you're getting the tags via the outfitter yeah oh interesting well congratulations on that large number of trophies that's fantastic thank you what got you into the extreme huntress contest that is an interesting story i've i had seen it on facebook of course a little bit here and there and i know the lady i had talked to olivia Opry. she her and her husband are the ones that run it and they're out of kalispell which is only two hours from where I live. And uh, we went down to Kalispell for the day and Liv- Olivia was doing a scoring thing at the new Cabela's. Oh, we were going for the Cabela's grand opening down there. And she was doing scoring and I had talked to Liv on Twitter quite a bit. So I wanted to meet her. And she was the one that told me about the contest and all what it was about. And like, I was kind of like, well, you know, I've only ever hunted around home. I've never traveled. I've never been, like, I haven't gone anywhere hunting before. I'm like, I don't think I really qualify. And she's like, oh, no, you do. Uh, she's like, you should put in, see how it goes. So I was like, well, okay, I'll think about it. And then my husband convinced me to put in my essay for it with a little bit of ribbing from Liv trying to get me to <laughs> put it in. So I I did my essay and I submitted it and I moved on to the next round and it just kind of all went from there. Very neat. And then you came down here to San Antonio and you went out west of here to the 777 Ranch. And tell me how that went for people that didn't didn't see the show or don't know the outcome. It was a lot of fun. It was difficult for me. It was a very hot and humid and I'm not used to that. It was apparently it wasn't a hot hot year that year but for me it was hot <laughs> but it was really cool we got to see, i got to see all different kinds of animals that are originally from all over the world and some that are even extinct in their homelands so that was really cool i got to meet some wonderful people like larry wysoon and jim zumbo and then the other ladies that came in as well they came from all over the world there was one from two from the u.s i was the only canadian and then there was a lady from uh, australia sweden and south africa very cool and yeah so it was fun and we got to it, it was nice because
because online, when you read everybody's essays and that, that got to move on, it was really intimidating. <laughs> but once you got to meet them, it was uh, it was a lot better. It wasn't didn't quite feel so out of my league, but I did really well. I came in a very close second. The girl from Sweden came in first by only a couple points. So well, that's really good. cool. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. So you got to see South Texas, and the Triple Seven Ranch is really a unique ranch, as you said. It's loaded with a ton of just African wildlife, and you know just about anything you could want is there in one form or fashion. Yeah, yeah, over eighty-five different species, I think they say. It's like of a animals. zoo without fences. Uh, there they have great big areas. There are fences, but they're massive areas, and the only reason that they put the fences up is so that they don't have crossbreeding. Mm-hmm. Like one of the animals that I did hunt, it was a crossbreed. It was a elk crossed with a rusa deer. Okay. And it was really neat looking. It was like a miniature elk. Wow, pretty cool. Yeah. And but yeah, like the areas were just huge. So you can, a lot of this is available to see on the Extreme Hunters website, is it not? Yes. It is. Um, all the episodes from my season are also on Carbon TV, and they've, they're still up on there as well. Okay, great. I'll have a link to that in the show notes. Uh, Carbon TVs for people that aren't familiar with it, you can download the app on your phone. Uh, you can put it up on a Roku or maybe even an Apple TV and easily pull in on-demand outdoor hunting shows. So that's cool that it's on there. Yeah. So now if you're coming in, if you're only a few hours from Kalispell, you must live near Banff. I do, yep. I'm only am I, about about two hours from that. That's a beautiful area. So, yeah, and there's tons of mountain goats and all that through that whole area. Of course, you can't hunt in Bay yeah. unless you want to go to jail, but no. it, it's, <laughs> it's a beautiful area. So Yeah, we got the Kootenai National Park right here as well, so it's nice. So do Beautiful you scenery. primarily hunt with a gun or with a bow? What's your weapon of choice? I'm pretty 50-50. This, pa- this past year, for 2016, I hunted mainly with my rifle because I was trying to get my elk and I was trying to get my mountain goat. Mountain goat's really difficult with a bow. And with my elk, we have really short archery seasons. We don't have the greatest archery seasons around here. Um, September 1st to the 9th is our archery season. And then the rest is rifle. Yeah. And then the rest is rifle. So I'll hunt with my bow for elk that first little while. Um, But I had this elk I got this year was my first elk that I've gotten. And I've been hunting them for like eight, nine years. Oh, congratulations. Thank you. (laughs) And what is the rifle that you use? I have two. Uh, This year I picked up a brand new Browning X-Bolt. It's a 300 short mag. And that's what I got my elk and my mountain goat with. Oh, okay. Good flat shooting rifle. Yeah. Yeah. Before that, I've got a 270 Winchester that I've used since I started hunting as well. So Another great one. Now, is British Columbia, and and I apologize, I've not been except to the Banff area, is, uh, is, is there a huntable moose population? There? there is. Um, if you go north, moose is over the counter. In my region, they are a draw tag unless you want to hunt a spike fork bull, then they have set archery seasons for them. But they're they're really hard. Everybody around here calls them ghost bulls. So most people either put in for an LEH or they go north. Oh, and how far north do you have to go? Is that a is that a two hour drive, a five hour drive, ten I mean twelve. Twelve. Twelve hours or more. <laughs> yeah, so that is heading north. Yeah. Now, you've done a lot of writing in your pastime or as, as you've gotten into the hunting, and you have a number of articles that are on wide open spaces. I know you've said you're no longer affiliated as a writer with them, but people can read a lot of your writings there. But yep. it's, it seems like you're very active now in the Ladies in Camel. 
Yes, I've been with Ladies in Camel, I think this is my third year I've been with them. And tell uh, listeners, what is Ladies in Camel? It is a ladies group and a ladies company, so it's completely run by women. And it's to promote women in the outdoors. So we do like product reviews, we do stories, tips, recipes. We have Ladies in Camel Hunt that we put on, like there's a black bear one in North Carolina that we do. We also have an alligator one in Florida that we do. And then I think there's a white tail one that we do as well in like Alabama or something. Most of it, most of the ladies are from the southeastern states. I'm the only Canadian. And I'm the only one in the West, so it makes it a little difficult for me to participate in the hunt, but I get to do all the other stuff, the writings, the reviews, uh, the stories, the tips, that kind of thing. And what is the website for that? It is ladiesincamo.com. If most of the people in that are down in the southeastern United States, uh, you being in Canada as well as in the West, you're giving a whole different perspective. Well, there's white-tailed deer. There's a lot that's different for you to hunt and go after than what's in the southeast, so that must bring a nice, yeah. nice difference to the website yeah yeah the stories are get a little bit more of a western flavor <laughs> and now you said you've been with this organization for three years yeah and what besides writing what do you do most of your writing about with this organization uh, most of the writing is on product reviews are these products gear that are designed specifically for women or are they just gear in general mostly gear in general we do get some women specific gear as well like I've got some pants from Proist uh, that I'm going to be doing a review on and some of the reviews I have done have been for women specific, but most of it is just general gear. Outside of the involvement in Ladies in Camo and the writing that you do, uh, do you work in an outdoor related job? Tell me a little bit about what you do up in Canada. I am actually a stay-at-home mom. I do work with a couple companies. Uh, I work with Modern Spartan Systems, which is gun cleaning kit. They have engine lubricant. They also have fish uh, lubricants and stuff for fishing reels. They do a lot of stuff with the U.S. military. So I'm a representative with them. Um, um, I'm also on staff with Minox Optics out of Germany, and I've recently just got on with Proist as a staff as well. So I'll be getting to promote women's clothing line now too. I was with Anka Gear for three years and I just stepped away from them because it's just all men's gear now. So it was time to just kind of move on and get back into the doing promoting women. Tell me, are you yeah. starting to plan now your 2017-2018 hunting season? Yes. The spring will be black bear at home. I do have some plans to go back to Saskatchewan for black bear. They're kind of up in the air still, but that is a possibility as well this spring. I and then turkey this spring as well. We've got some friends coming from Alberta that want to hunt turkey. In August, we have a stone sheep hunt that we're going to do up in northern BC as well. And then, of course, our whitetail, elk, and mountain goat, the usual. Wow, so all that is available and you're not even leaving the, the home province. Mm, yep. <laughs> That's pretty cool. Yeah, it is. Got to travel a long way. BC's really big, but still home province, so not too bad. <laughs> now, when you talk about going over to Saskatchewan, is that uh, is that a lot of color phase bears over there? Is that what you're looking for? They do have a fair number of color bears. We have a lot of color bears in the Kootenays here too, but their bears get much bigger than ours. Our bears have a lot more competition for food. We've got grizzlies, um, and then of course like the wolves and all the cats and that. Uh, so they don't typically get as big as Alberta's bears or. 
Saskatchewan's bears, and we're not allowed to bait either. So that causes them not to get as heavy as the bears over there either. But it, it's a different style of hunting. I didn't when I first tried it, I didn't think I would really enjoy it because I, you know, you're sitting in a tree stand over a bait pile, and being in BC where it's not a legal method of hunting, it was kind of like, well, why would I want to do that? But it's really cool actually. You get to see the bears up close. I we've hunted in Saskatchewan two years. This will be our third year. I haven't taken a bear yet from there, but Very it's neat. fun to watch them. And yeah, I've had lots come up my stand. <laughs> which I don't like. <laughs> yeah, that but can be a little unnerving. Yeah, yeah, it, it was definitely. <laughs> well, a number of years ago, I hunted black bear in Ontario. And due okay. to some family issues, my trip got cut short. And so I the, the bears won. I saw one bear I missed with my crossbow. That bear lived a, another day. So now I've been yeah. trying to figure out, okay, where, I've been looking at Manitoba and uh, looking at Alberta and looking at going back to Ontario. Ontario, yeah. the bears don't get, I mean, if you get a 200 50 pound bear that's a good healthy bear which is probably what about like you are in bc yeah but when yeah. you get into manitoba and you get into to alberta you start to three 350 pound bear is not that uncommon it's it's big but it's much more doable yes and for some reason their heads get much bigger <laughs> yeah big like wide big pumpkin heads. exactly uh, and i noticed that alberta is a two bear province yeah that really caught my eye i said oh man i could that'd be an interesting place but it's so so such a long trip. I mean, it was a longer trip to get to Africa, but it's still a long <laughs> trip to get up there. Yeah, yeah. So when you were down here for the Extreme Huntress, you took a hybrid of an elk russo. What else did you take? I didn't actually take it. I came extremely close to getting that. Oh. Unfortunately, the girl that was hunting with me made a mistake and it cost me the hunt, but that's hunting, I guess. Oh, I'm um, sorry. But I, I, did... I thought you were on it. I apologize. No, no, it's okay. I did get a Hawaiian black sheep. It's my management animal. And then after you got your management animal, you were allowed to hunt for a trophy animal. And I got an Ondad. Oh, very cool. Yeah. So they're different, uh, you know, especially if you can get down in far south Texas along the Mexican border where they're free range. Yeah. Very neat animal. They call him a poor man sheep hunt, uh, but very, very yeah. tough hunt. <laughs> yes. Yeah, the guy, uh, the ranch manager, the odd dad there are free ranging because they, they're in the fences, but they climb the fences. <laughs> they, uh, I guess a couple of girls were watching one and it climbed straight up the fence and right back down and over. <laughs> well, yeah. There's not much so, that'll stop them if they want to want to go somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. But the guy was like, oh, well, expect a, like, expect a tough hunt when I picked the odd eggs. They had a stack of papers and there were the different animals we were allowed to pick from. And when I picked it, he's like, they're a tough animal to hunt. Expect like a, at least a 200-yard shot and all that. And I think I shot him at 20 yards. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good way to prove them wrong. You just yeah. never know, especially on these ranches in Texas, uh, I've gone out multiple times for what's called a nil guy and cannot get the animal to come in close. Uh, but yeah. I've had Oudad walk literally right under my stand where I could have jumped out and, and landed on their back. So <laughs> you just never know. Uh, yeah. yeah. So now, have you gotten your kids into hunting? I, how old are your children? Uh, they are six and eight. Uh, my daughter turns nine at the beginning of May. Uh, they come with us all the time. They've been coming out with us since they were infant. Legal age to hunt in BC is 10 and she's been dying to get out or to be able to go out and shoot a deer for like the last three years so it'll be nice when she actually turns 10 <laughs> but yeah they, they enjoy it um my boy he he likes coming out but he like doing his own thing as well but my daughter's really into it very cool that'll make for some neat hunting partners and uh memories
memories. Yeah, she's already decided on her 10th birthday she wants to go and hunt black bear because it's spring bear season during her birthday. She's already got it planned out. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right, very cool. Are, are, is there a huntable population of uh, bighorn sheep in British Columbia? Yes, there is, and they are over the counter. They're over the counter, really? Yep. <laughs> For resident only. Non-resident has to go yeah. through a guide? Yeah. Okay, so is that your, after stone sheep, will that be your next challenge? Um, I'm not sure. I haven't quite decided. There's a lot of bighorn sheep hunters in our area, and they're, they're, it's not like there's a high, really high population of them. So a lot of people are scrambling over each other for the same sheep. Our legal requirements are a full curl ram, and our COs are very particular on it. So if you're even, they have a jig that you put the sheep head in, and if jig doesn't touch, it gets confiscated, oh. and you get a fine. Yeah, so I have been leery about hunting our bighorn because they are a hard judge. They are really hard to judge. I don't have a lot of experience judging judging them and they're, whether they're a full curl or not. So I've been kind of just staying away from that. Stone sheep are a little bit easier. It has to come above the bridge of the nose. My husband hunts, my husband hunts bighorn, but... And how many yeah, has he I, I, None. He's no. helped friends. He's been on two or three hunts now where people have gotten bighorn, but he was helping. He wasn't getting to hunt, so... <laughs> he's been the last few years he's been hunting for himself trying to get one so you've really Hasn't got to you've really got to go back in and get away from the roads if you want to try and connect on one yeah yeah you got to get way out in the back there so white a lot of times the backpacking hunt and you're out for multiple nights oh i see okay so yeah you've definitely yeah. got to get off the beaten path and get out away yeah. from the other hunters yeah or let the other hunters push the sheep to you <laughs> yeah that happens too <laughs> Tell me, what's whitetail season like there? Is that a fairly... Down here in the States, in most states, when whitetail season opens up, it's crazy. There's people everywhere. Now, Texas is a little different because we don't have state land, but is is it very fanatical up there? Do people just get all excited and head out to the woods for whitetail season? Um, They do. Elk season is a little more crazy. There's a lot more people that come up here for elk. Whitetail season, we have September 1st and 9th for archery, and then it's open until November 30th for rifle and then we have a se- another archery season for de- whitetail which is December 1st to the 20th. So we have a huge whitetail season. So you don't really notice a- too much traffic it- during elk season is when there's a lot of traffic. Is elk an over-the-counter tag for most units for British Columbia uh, residents? Yeah. Okay so it's it's everybody coming up from everywhere to get out and get at them. Yeah. Well, very cool. Yeah, we get a lot of people that come over from like the coast as well. So we get people from all over BC coming to our little area to hunt elk. <laughs> oh, they're probably hoping they come out of the parks. Uh, or no, not so much? A lot? No. Around, well, where we are, the, the parks are about an hour away from the park. Oh, okay. But a lot of people hunt in the trench. We, the lower valley is called, the we call it the trench. During elk season, there's cow elk in the trench. And that's what people come for mostly because it's a little easier hunting than our, because our bull limit is a six point. So a lot of people will come during cow season to try and get a cow. Okay, that six point like in total or per side? Per side. Oh, so that's a big bull. Yeah, it's six point on one side. As long as it's got six on one, you're good. Okay, so that's a yeah, that's a big bull. Yeah.
<laughs> so that's fantastic. Now you've got your hunting season planned up. Is there anything special that's heading up uh, as you go forward with this ladies in camo that people should be on the lookout for? Continuing doing what we're doing. I think there's a post up on there. So if anybody wants to join in on the North Carolina bear hunt, they have that option there. And then later on in the summer, they post about the alligator hunt. Well, you'll have to come down but, and try your hand at that. Oh, I'd love to. That would be fun. <laughs> now you do your writing. What's the best way if somebody wanted to get in touch with you? What's the, the best way that they can do that? Any of my social media. I'm on there. Uh, I've got Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. I've also got a, a website as well. What's your website? It is com. Okay, you've got it on Wix. Yeah. Well, there'll be, yeah. I'll have links to all this in the show notes as well. Okay. So I appreciate your time. I hope your back oh, heals you. up. I'm getting there. I'm doing a lot better. I've started actually getting back into the gym. So Good. This will get you ready for fishing season coming up. Yeah. For black bear season coming up. <laughs> well, that too. Yeah, exactly. Well, fantastic. <laughs> I appreciate your time. Oh, I thank you for having me. appreciate you with what you've done and talking with the listeners. And I'll have links to your Facebook, Instagram, uh, Twitter account, as well as the different websites, Ladies in Camo, and, and your articles on Wide Open Spaces. I really appreciate your time. Thank you. I had fun. <laughs> well, great. You have a wonderful afternoon, and I look forward to talking to you at some point in the future. Sounds good. Thank you. You're welcome. Hey, everyone. Thank you for listening to Outdoor Adventures with Jason. If you'd like to automatically get future shows, please hit the subscribe button to have the new show sent right to you. If you'd also like to take time to leave a review, I would really appreciate it. Reviews can help others find the show as well. Additionally, I don't consider this my show. This is our show. If you would like to be on or know someone who would be a great guest, let me know. Connect with me via Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Come early spring, it's getting green Fisher on the bed Hear those turkeys gobble It's ringing in my head The winter rides bass boat Here comes another year yeah, we command the outdoors around here. Oh, we command the outdoors. Yeah, we command the outdoors. Come summertime, we're feeling fine, fishing on the lake. Flipping jigs in Carolina rigs From early morning till real late Bonfires on Creek Bank Kick back a couple beers Yeah, we command the outdoors around here Yeah, we command the outdoors Yeah, we Year's doves until you know winter's on the way. Brushing blinds and deer stands. The fever starts to creep. Fill our freezers full of ducks, lots of tender deer. Yeah, we command the outdoors around here. Yeah, we, we command. 
Yeah, we command the outdoors. So grab your guns and shells, boys. Put on your camouflage. Cause we command the outdoors around here.